Crystal Joy. And I'm David Raziel. And this is I'm Psychic. I guess. I guess. Because the internet said anybody can be psychic, and we want to see if that is true through some experimentation and skepticism and conversations, and hopefully one day guests maybe, and then we'll let you know what's valuable and what's stupid and what's not. This is a journey, and we might not get everything right, so please don't crucify us. <laughs> we are problematic or get something wrong. This is a conversation. This is a journey. We don't know what we're doing. But we're trying our best. We're trying our best. Please leave helpful comments down below, not hateful comments, and we'll try to learn from them and listen. Honestly, the comments that we actually get like on the media... It's not bad. It was only the clips on YouTube shorts that were mean. That's why we don't post there anymore. That's why we don't post there anymore. <laughs> lastly, we approach these conversations and this whole situation as though psychic ability is a thing that you can obtain. As though it is real, even though we're not sure and we're figuring it out. We do that specifically so that we don't <laughs> skew our results in any way. And then when we're done talking about it, we take a step back and we are like, okay, so what was that? What could that have been? if it wasn't psychic ability, et cetera, et cetera. Cause you could create like this mind barrier almost if you, if you go into it, like this isn't possible. So sorry. So if we say, <laughs> if we say that was a Merlin joke for those of you who like the BBC's Merlin, is that a BBC show? Whatever. So. <laughs> if you hear us being like, this is what this means. And this is what that means. And this is how you do that when it comes to like psychic stuff, energy work, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that's true, but these are the results that we got. And this is what made them happen. With that, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about discernment. Kind of. We're starting um, with the belief. Ah, back when we were talking in, in the previous episode, we spoke the about... The episode um, before last. We spoke about how belief in whatever it is that is attacking you or... I mean, in whatever. Belief Belief in whatever affects how... Affects you and not the logistics. Correct. That's what we ended on in that conversation. Mm. And we're finishing that little like tidbit of a conversation. And depending on how long that takes, we're going to be going into discernment and... How to see if something's bullshit or not. Your there checklist. There we go. From My checklist. One to seven. Or something. Or a number. How to see if something's seven. bullshit or not. Or at least taking your best critical thinking lens and putting our thinking hats on. Your best bullshit foot forward. Your best bullshit foot forward. Exactly. And so since your beliefs are directly impacted by what you consume and what you hear and the stimuli around you, we'll go into a little checklist of how you can do that and not, I don't know, go into problematic psychosis land like we can see in spiritual stuff all the time. So like we said at the end of that one episode we talked about, we kind of got into this like rabbit hole of belief and... If you believe something affects you, it, do it does in a certain way. And then the logistics of like, okay, well, that doesn't mean that you can fly. And I'm like, no, the logistics of why something is the way it is doesn't change. But belief, okay, so that's, so that's like the SparkNuts review for the class. And I left it off on belief doesn't affect the logistics of why something works or how something shows up. Belief affects you and how it shows up for you. So you're saying even if I don't believe doesn't mean that it won't be there. It just means it won't affect me as much. Whatever the logistics mean. So I think what I wanted to get to with that conversation is like what I was thinking of is how we're in spiritual spaces specifically. In this instance. In this instance. Right. So I grew up. Hi, we're doing it early. I'm a deconstructed Christian. Hello. And so we believed a certain way about the logistics of the matters for quite some time. What do you mean? Okay, so, oh, this thing is spooky and ooky, and I got goosebumps, and it's scary, and the door opened, and we're like, that's because everything's a demon. Right. And that works because, and then all of the, the, the biblical lore, if you will, 
And that's why that works. Uh, and so or, everything was a demon because you believed it was? No. no. Logistically, that, well, that was never. But it showed up that way for me and for you. You're the one who saw stuff. So if you show... If it, show, it showed if it up shows for up, you that way because that's how you... The filter and the lens that you had on because that's the belief that you held. But was it that, in fact, were the logistics that? That's, the, that's what I'm saying. Okay, but if it shows up as a demon... Because I believe it's a demon. Mm -hmm. Is it not a demon? No. Well, at least these are the ideas that are like swirling around in my head that I've heard from a few practitioners that honestly are just nothing but great vibes. What about the theory if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck? Well, that's also in 3D space. We're talking about stuff that's not in 3D space. We're talking about stuff that can't be measured by science yet. But I saw them in 3D space. Yes, but nobody else did. Well that was perceived for you so the theory here i'm not saying that this is true i'm inclined to believe that it's true is Mm. that if two seers were there at the same time and you saw what you saw there is a possibility that a seer that did not view things through a lens of fear would have actually seen something else the source being the same like dense energy right it's still a dense denser quote-unquote darker energy but it might have shown up differently what for about, them because of their lens. What about the time I saw the thing in the red polka dot and my aunt-in-law also saw the thing in the red polka dot? I was just curious about your it's thoughts the, on that. It's the logistics. If you both saw the same thing, okay, cool. Maybe you both have the same lens or maybe it just is that. Okay, but why? What are the logistics behind that being there? You could see that and be like a demon. She could see that and be like Aunt Mippy, you know? True. You could be like, oh, the logistics means this obviously is why that's there. And she could go, obviously, it's this other reason why it's there. But it's just there. Mm. Your beliefs don't affect the logistics of the occurrence. It affects how you process the occurrence. Fair. And processing the occurrence is important because... That's how you filter your entire reality. And so that how it affects you as a person. If you see something like that and you filter it through a lens of fear and a belief system of demon, that's a demon that's going to hurt me, it's going to harm me, you're then functioning out of a place of fight or flight. Right. And it affects not only on a spiritual level how you engage with the world around you and what you're willing to like engage with and talk about and how you speak to people, how you present yourself. It goes into also how your brain starts firing, like your neurons start firing, how your body starts responding. It was neurologically affecting you in the world around you because it affects you physiologically. It affects how you interact with and engage with the world. And it affects how you hold your stress, which affects how you potentially could get sick, stuff like that. Makes sense. So everything's tied together. So that's why your belief system is so important. Like you don't, and I really want to say when I say belief system, I don't mean the logistics. I believe, my belief system is that the lens in which you believe something is how it shows up for you and affects you on a spiritual and physiological level. I'm just a little confused because you're saying it doesn't affect what it is, but it affects what it is to you, which doesn't mean... How you perceive it. Yeah, and if you... And how you process it. If you perceive it a certain way, that isn't that what it is? No. Think of it like... Going right back over to the lenses, because you have those glasses on that your sister's boyfriend had yesterday, or the other day that you went there. Mm -hmm. He has these red steampunk glasses where the glass itself is red. You put on the glasses, and you see everything red. Is everything red? to me but is everything red no no does everybody else see it as red no no those are the lens in which you are viewing and filtering your reality through at the given time that doesn't mean that everything's actually red that means for you it is being filtered through a red lens and that is the same thing 
with energies and spiritual stuff and beliefs. So if you have a, I don't know, let's just call it energy. We're going to just going to stick with energy. We have the dark, dense energy, right? Mm. What is it? Who knows? Is it sentient? I don't know. But it's ooky spooky and makes our hair stand up on end. We don't like it. It doesn't feel comfortable. And that's there. Mm-hmm. But because of the nature of psychic ability being an extrasensory ability, it's not a, I feel this, I touch this, I taste this. Mm-hmm. And, and here it is. Mm-hmm. You almost can't engage with it unless you have a lens on. Make sense? Yeah. And so the lens that you have on greatly impacts how it is. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. To a certain extent, I still think that though the lens you're seeing it through might not make it exactly what it is, if your world is what you've perceived, then that is what it is, especially when it comes to spiritual stuff. What do you mean? I mean, if I see something that's spiritual, rather than something that's physical. Something that's not that we physical. can That we can see in this All 3D agree space. On. Yeah. Which in itself is something like if I saw this chair and you didn't see the chair, does that mean the chair doesn't exist? What if someone else saw the chair? Then does that mean it exists and you don't? I feel like everybody perceives everything. It's based off of what a majority's vote. Like, you know what I mean? No, it's not based off of that. If the whole entire room of Christians sees something and it's a demon, is it a demon? No. They perceived it that way. But is that what it is? No. You can have a whole room of people see that same thing. And the majority says, oh, it's this flying spaghetti monster. Is it? No. I, I guess my thing is like, okay, so if I have red glasses, right? And you have red glasses. Everybody has red glasses. They see it as red. That's how, and then we all communicate about it and we all agree it's red. But what happens when you change your lenses and now it's blue? And the complete understanding of it changes, but it's still there. Okay, but what about now? We're seeing it as we see it now, right? We see this as yellow. We see my pants as we're not going to talk about that because I'm not sure if it's blue to me. It might be something new. Well, now we're getting into color. I'm just <laughs> color saying, theory. I'm just saying like in, in general. Mm hmm. Right, I see it as we see it as this thing. Is that the it's true nature? Are we just not seeing it's true? But you know, do you get what I'm saying? No, no, not really. Whatever, I'm tired. (laughs) I'm a little lost on your disconnect. My thought process is if something is because it's perceived, then as you perceive it, isn't that what it is to you? It is your world. So you're saying something is only existent if you perceive it, right? Where do you get that from? books i've read i don't remember where (laughs) well that's going off of the assumption that nothing exists unless you observe it which there are some things that that theorize that but simultaneously if you do the if you talk about the passing protons through a slit the slit test and like when you look away it doesn't do anything they're just kind of like willy-nilly but when you look at it it goes through the slit right that's what i was talking about. yeah but they're still there they're just behaving in a certain way they don't disappear because you're not looking at them. They are still they're just behaving differently. They're still there. Okay. Also, this is a pretty nice, not full segue, but path to where we're ultimately going. To say that if you perceive it that way, then that is what it is because you perceived it is a really quick gateway into spiritual narcissism. Yeah, I agree. The whole world revolves around you. And if you see it, then that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, that's why I was saying what makes something true, what makes something real, a majority's vote. No, I see where you're going. So it's like if there's if everybody agrees that it's this one thing, who are you to say that it's this completely different thing? But my point is not everybody sees things the same way. Mm-hmm. A, a skeptic and a Christian and a New Age spiritualist can all be in the same room and witness the same phenomenon and all have different explanations and reasonings as to what happened. 
Though there will be a baseline of similarities, that can be done and explained in a million different ways depending on that person's paradigm. What you would look at then is not the conflicting stories. You would look at the similarities between them. Mm. And even in real life, if you have a room full of people who all say this happened, but you have two people over there that says this other thing happened and three people over there that say this completely different thing happened. Oh, the majority says this, but we should still take into account those two people over there and those three people over there and match and compare with the consistencies. Fair. And that's the same exact thing in spirituality. That's why I say, no, it's not about what we perceive. And if you take it that way, then that belief is easily a slippery slope all the way to spiritual narcissism, which is a huge issue, which is one of the things, like we're not going to touch on the pitfalls of spiritual learning mm -hmm. right now, maybe event, like maybe... Over the next episode or two, we'll get there. But what I wanted to talk about is then if your beliefs are so important to how things affect you, right? Affecting you personally, not the actual logistics or the truth of whatever it is. You were asking, okay, so then what's the truth? How do you know what the truth is? Having like a baseline of grounded critical thinking that could navigate you to a little bit closer of a place that's more likely to help you avoid spiritual psychosis or narcissism or mental health issues or anything like that. I see. So with that, that means we have to vet whatever we consume. And this kind of like goes beyond spiritual shit, I think. Because your beliefs aren't just spiritual. You can be a non-spiritual person and hold beliefs. Right. Right. That's what politics are. And, and anything in which you, where you spend your time and where you spend your energy, you're saying that I believe that this thing is worth my time and worth my energy. Sure. So that means that critical thinking is a really big part of it. And that's where I got the list from. This is by no means a like definitive, this is the end all be all of like how to make sure something's not bullshit list. This is what I have been doing and has worked for me. Mm -hmm. But also I feel like each of these could be their own episode. I could probably go off about each and every one of these. So I'll probably just try to like briefly breeze through them. And if there's anything that like constitutes further yeah just discussion. let us know and we'll we'll talk more about it so when i started back in the, in 2020 i was terrified of a lot of different stuff mm -hmm. and so i started crafting this list to be like how do i make sure that i don't oopsies into spiritual psychosis or i'm coming what is this, spiritual psychosis we'll get into that another time but it's basically like a spiritual belief that triggers psychosis psychotic behavior okay i was reading a bunch of books and not everything you consume is all bad and not everything you consume is all good. So a lot of the stuff when I was learning, getting started, there was really helpful stuff and then also a lot of garbage. Mm -hmm. So i be like, oh, this book is amazing. And I would start reading it and then there'd be some that just didn't sit right with me. So I'd have to sit there and be like, okay, does it not sit right with me because it challenges my beliefs and my beliefs are unhelpful uh, or held in fear or whatever or is it that that thing is unhelpful and whatever so this it's crafting the discernment that's where this list started coming from is mm. how to consume something get the good part out of it and then leave the rest while being critical of yourself and critical of the thing did you write all of these in the beginning or did you end up writing them along the way of your journey i feel like i didn't have a proper full list until i was like i should make a list <laughs> Was that at the beginning of your journey or I'd been midway? doing I'd been doing things for a little while and started really having a bunch of stuff challenge my beliefs and also make me feel uncomfortable. And so I was like, let's try to really figure out how to make sure I'm not being egotistical or close minded while also making sure that I'm not just con blindly consuming insane shit. Fair. 
And that's kind of where this list started coming from. Mm. So first, you would say it's like about midway. I crafted the official list for, for sure right before we started filming this podcast because I knew I wanted to make an episode about it. So the first thing that I asked myself is, is this thing rooted in fear? <laughs> Actually, I have a funny example. I was learning about sacred geometry and trying to find cool like sacred geometry tattoos on Pinterest. Pinterest started recommending me something that was like the flower of fate or something that was like the flower of death and it was showed the flower of life symbol. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I'm obviously like, what is this? And I, I rabbit holed out of curiosity and I found this whole thing that talked about how like sacred geometry is actually satanic and the, the actual true sacred geometry is this thing that this guy made and it has like an alternate tree of life and everything and they try to do some pseudo math bullshit and i found the person who made it and their doctorate is from some like spiritual something university <laughs> it was insane and so the biggest red flag to me the fear talk mm-hmm. it was demonizing something rather than trying to understand it gotcha purposefully trying to make it scary yes makes sense so the first question then that i that wasn't the first time that that happened but is this rooted in fear and that's more than just spiritual stuff you know what i'm saying right. like where, where have you seen that politics yeah all the time all the time definitely politics you see it used all the time on both sides on every side really mm-hmm. just the other the other side's going to do something horrible mm-hmm. that you wouldn't like be scared and if they if they do that your whole life will be over and changed and people just can't help it yeah, and also in spiritual spaces, obviously, obviously in spiritual spaces, fear is. They also do fear in a, they hide it as a self-help. Mm, what do you mean? Oh, are your, is your back hurting? Are you having trouble with ADHD? Are you having trouble with relationships? That's because you need XYZ. Mm. And XYZ can be healthy. There's a lot of information out there, but the problem is there's so much information that misinformation can pass by as good information mm-hmm. and manipulation so like, can pass by as good information. Yeah. And the fear is that there is something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have whatever it is that they're selling, then you'll never fix it. You know what? I think I don't have this on my list. I should add this to the list. You have everything that you need. This is like the ultimate, ultimate point that most of this kind of leads to, that the answers to your issues, the answers to life and all of this stuff are from somebody else. Yeah. And we can learn from people and we can have growing moments and conversations because of others, right? One of the things I don't hate from the Bible is like as iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another person. And that's valid and fair. Simultaneously, you don't need them to be complete or fulfilled. Mm. You don't need them to solve your problems for you. You have the guidance and the wisdom just from from being you and inside of yourself and connecting to all things. And that gets into some like connected with the universe shit. But it stops you from being self-sufficient mm-hmm. and lacking in confidence. Yeah. But there is a balance though, right? Because how balance. you don't want... The narcissism, as you were saying, Mm -hmm. to take over Mm -hmm. your thought process where you know everything. You know everything when that's just ego or the savior complex that starts to happen or like, I, I, you know, the fucking Kanye, I'm God, I'm a genius, I'm brilliant, but he's a horrible, insane (laughs) anti-Semite. All this is, all this stems from step one though. From, yeah, is this rude and fear or not? So what's step two? Step two, is this harmful somehow? 
Is this harmful somehow? Is they tie harmful? into each other, I'm they guessing. Do har- they do tie into each other. I think it's kind of a natural progression. When I say harmful, does it hurt others specifically? And does it hurt yourself? Hurt is, that's a big conversation, which is why I said each of these could be their own episode almost. You'd be like, oh, well, they did this. That's cultural appropriation. That's, that's harmful. And that gets into that whole conversation. But when I say harmful, I mean like, does this belief say there's something intrinsically wrong with you or this is intrinsically bad and we should be rid of it and we should fix it and we should, that's actually a harmful thing that's saying that that should not exist. And what is that thing is the question. Is that thing, then we go back to the first question, rooted in fear. Right. Is it harmful? Is it negative? Is it negative? I feel like there's helpful things in negativity in a certain extent. Like where is, what's, the lid, what's the lens of the negativity? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's the TikTok negativity. This also, ooh, I forgot. The Netflix documentary, Sins of Our Mother. I was watching it. You didn't watch it with me. But it's a great example of how a baseline belief, she ultimately went into a spiritual psychosis place. She ended up murdering her kids. I got, I did get spark notes from you on um, that. So I do know of what you're speaking. Trigger warning, I guess. I don't know. I'll put it in the beginning. Yeah. Trigger warning. Sense of our mother is basically this woman who grew up intensely Christian and go through the whole story. But basically she ends up getting involved with this group that's convinced that people are possessed by demons, mm-hmm. like, but just normal, like normal and they should be killed. And the only way that they can get to heaven is if you murder them. It's some insane shit. But they detail how she got there. The belief system and the step-by-step route that she took. And that's what that ultimately comes to. This belief says this person just existing, minding their business, not harming other people. They're not hurting anybody. They are minding their business, taking care of themselves, going to school, having teenage drama or like nothing is happening that is constituting of fear but they're like "Mm, they had attitude with me they're a demon i should probably kill them like you know i don't know where the baseline came from and i never got the baseline like how they determined how somebody was or wasn't a demon or a zombie i think it's what is what they were calling them zombies yeah interesting And so she murdered her two kids because this man that she started dating convinced her that her two kids were zombies it's sad and even when she did it, there's, like, footage of her with no remorse, gaslighting the fuck out of everybody. Like, I did what's right. You guys are all... Like, she truly, from the bottom of her heart, believes this. It's scary. It's terrifying. And that's what happens. That is a screenshot of spiritual psychosis and what happens if you're not mindful and discerning about the information that you're consuming or allowing yourself to get involved with. Right. So, is this fearful? Is this harmful? Does this separate me from others, which is what you were talking about? Yeah, othering. The other- when I when I said othering, I meant it, yeah, separating it separates you from others. Yeah, it does. Same. There is the others, and then there's me. Yeah, it's othering people that are not in your belief group. Right. Which again, I I'm so keenly aware that each of these could, especially in the political scene that we're in right now, could be like, well, we should be othering the Nazis. <laughs> you know. Yeah. There's also the separation of labels and how othering is what's caused such a division. I feel like if you see people acting out of fear and you see people acting in this harmful way and you see people going, "Mm," you know, these othering people first, almost, you should be like, okay, yeah, that's a problem. We should fix that. Mm -hmm. Versus does this like otheringness when I say in spiritual spaces specifically, I'm talking about, sorry, kiddos, starseed talk. 
Mm. Like, it sounds harmless, right? It sounds like, oh, yeah, I'm, for those of you who don't know, I don't, if you're, in, if you're listening to this podcast this long, you've probably heard of them. But if you haven't, there's this idea, this concept that some people are star seeds, quote unquote, which are just like not human incarnations. They're people who are like special and from the stars and are like just so weird and quirky in this life that they just can't be accepted otherwise because they were never from Earth in the first place. Mm. And on the surface level, you're like, I'm weird and special sometimes and people don't understand me, right? That is immediately othering yourself from other people. Mm. That is just immediately saying I'm special and they're not. Sure. In some capacity, like I'm the odd one out and they're the normies or whatever. Or they've always ostracized me, so obviously that's what it I that's what I am. I'm this special magical thing. But unfortunately, I do not I wasn't planning on talking about the star seeds today, so I didn't write it in my notes. But that's actually deeply rooted in anti Semitism. Like the concept of Starseed itself does not exist without Nazis. Wow, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. There's a whole like arc from like the late eighteen hundreds to then. Mm. And I we I'm gonna talk tra- about it another I'm time. gonna find it and we'll talk about it another this balance across where it's like othering in terms of cults, othering in terms of things that are trying to take you away from other people and separate you and make you a star seed or whatever better than other people is not the same as finding a community that identifies the people same who way. are like minded. Yeah. Okay. And I wanted that differentiation there, but I wanted to state it as well because I can see how people who are trying to manipulate the situation Mm -hmm. could take that concept and and try to flip it, Mm -hmm. which is, that's why I brought it up. You can take these concepts and flip them on their heads for manipulative fucked up gain, every single one of them, which is why I'm trying to be so careful of it as I speak about each one of them. That's why I brought it up though, so that it can be seen that that's not the same thing and it's also a balance so then let's say it in one sentence finding a community of like-minded individuals who support each other on their journeys in life are different than saying anybody who is not like us and does not think like us should not be here or should not exist right and or we're better than everybody else. Right. That's the issue. When those things happen, that's it. Is this othering? It means, does this make me better than everybody else? Does that mean everybody who's not me should not be there? Or does that mean everybody should think like me? And if they don't, then they're wrong. Right. For those who, for those who are stuck in logical loops and trying to be the middleman, which is very fair, and seeing things from a whole bunch of different ways, I really wanted to clear that up for you. One more thing I wanted to talk about. So the starseed thing kind of like stems from isolation. No one understands me. We also kind of start getting into spiritual bypassing when we start talking about this otheringness. Only love and light, only all the time. We kind of go into that high and low vibe that we talked about. So I talked about my opinion on it, but I didn't like really acknowledge in full the belief in the community around only love and light all the time. So this negative, the low vibe media, the low vibe blah, blah, blah is bad and should not be there. And those who do it shouldn't be in my space. Right. Which is othering. It is. Which is this harmful, hits the checklist of harmful ideation. Yes. And also, just a spark note, to me, as somebody who has deconstructed, all I hear when I hear that is that's secular. I can see that. That's really secular. Very, very. The secular mindset. Same mannerisms, same, the same baseline. Same shit, different marketing, different verbiage, different packaging. Same fucking shit. And I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like as long as nobody is hurting themselves, hurting other people, if they're just existing, 
and having the human experience, that's okay. Yeah. So basically, if you go outside of that, we start to have kind of an issue. The next one, is this exclusive or special? Mm. It kind of goes off of the othering thing, which is why they build one off of another. Right. But it goes into narcissism and ego traps. Well, like you were othering about. focuses on them. This one focuses on building your own identity within mm-hmm. this othering other, structure the, the other structure yeah. which is a, which is a separate step mm-hmm. this is exclusive this is special if you're in this then you're better or holier or more enlightened or better. smarter or and there's so many different ways you can you can spin it yeah better is all-encompassing all-encompassing yeah and that goes into this ego trap that goes into this spiritual bypassing who doesn't want to feel better everybody wants to feel better in life about themselves about themselves but they don't want to feel better than others everybody is created equally the problem is when you feeling better about yourself needs to be better than other people that is in fact the issue that is in fact the issue comparison really it is comparison and there's this like need of like i've attained this or i've achieved this and you just haven't yet you'll get there it's like yeah we're equal but also i'm at this higher level of understanding it validates you yeah like and you'll get there though like you just have to get here you have to be in the exclusive club or attain these special status or understand what i understand and then you too can be have do think whatever right and it goes into what i was talking about earlier spiritual narcissism in spiritual narcissism i never really explained it i guess we'll go deeper into it when we do like a general deep dive on the pitfalls Mm -hmm. that people can find in spiritual spaces but it's basically just a spiritual reasoning that makes you the center of the universe interestingly enough again they tie together you have them going fear-based which makes you lack confidence within Mm. yourself Mm. and then you're othering Mm. right so this narcissism that you're having you're comparing yourself you're being better than someone else Mm -hmm. really just stands into comparison which is really just saying that i'm not confident in who i am so you need to be less than i am to make myself feel the validation to feel validated to feel validated and secure within who i am Mm. that makes perfect sense so like the fear puts them in a place that lowers their confidence, yeah. which makes them feel that they need this other situation and it builds on itself. And then oopsies, we've fallen into some spiritual narcissism and ego traps, Right. which is so funny because I've seen people like when I had my Kundalini awakening, I achieved this and you can achieve it too, but blah, 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 blah. And Rewind that. My what? Kundalini awakening. What is that? Have you never heard of that? He- no, that's not something that you I've hear on the street. I've said that word before to you. I'm not even going to try to say what it was. Kundalini? Kundalini. Okay. Sounds so racist. It's not. <laughs> Sounds racist. It is from India. Okay. So the, the concept is Indian. Okay. I don't even want to act like I know because I'm not educated on that. I'm just things I've heard okay. other people say. Okay. I had my Kundalini awakening and I had ego death and then immediately spew a whole bunch of egotistical stuff. Oh, I see. And you saying you had an ego death is ego. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> so it, it goes into this like back is this exclusive back is this special am i special for having attained it am i special for having achieved it oops that's ego i've said this on a previous podcast but I, me personally with my current level of understanding right now i don't think you can kill your ego it, that, that is then you're dead and i've read books that talk about your ego is what's convinced you that you can't kill your ego <laughs> no, I've, like, I've read that too <laughs> just laugh but i've also heard that your ego is what is supposed to keep you safe it's what keeps you alive though i after reading some of those books i understand what they mean Mm -hmm. which i'm not going to get into right now because we're actually running super over Mm -hmm. 
but I still think it's a bit of I am an angel and not a human. Yes, talk. very much. Yeah. We're here on earth to have a human experience, right? Whether you think we just like are a cosmic accident or rather you, you if you think God did it with a garden or whether you think, you know, the spiritual aspect of it, whatever. Mm. We are here and we are humans and thereby we are having a human experience and the human experience is I think therefore I am the human experience is I am myself but I am also in everything because the little more we understand and the more we grow it's this combination of both mm. right you are everything and you are also yourself mm-hmm. and it reminds me I guess the last note like back in I don't know if this is a good point I'm just reminded of a chapter in a Rob Bell book from like high school mm. I recommend Rob Bell's new stuff, but his old stuff when he was still doing church stuff. It's funny. I think it was called Sex God, and it was like yeah, talking about... I remember Sex God. Yeah, talking about sex and, and stuff, and it was the whole a few chapters about being an angel versus being an animal. And that is actually where I got that quote from. Interesting. Yeah. Good job remembering that, because I don't remember the quotes very often from yeah. that book. But you're neither. You're not an angel, mm-hmm. and you're not an animal. You are mm-hmm. a human being having a human experience. Yeah. And to try to rid yourself of one or the other, I think, in and of itself is an issue. And if you're trying to become fully, quote unquote, angelic, if you want to use that verbiage, or you're trying to become fully only high vibe all the time, only love and light, I have enlightened myself and so I don't have to come back or whatever it is that you're doing. I think that in and of itself is problematic. One of these days, soon, I want to talk about the the unification of the selves. That gets into the unification of the selves. And we still have three more check marks, which... I'm not going to go into, but I will say for the sake of having said them, and we will going into it next episode because we have run quite a bit over. So the last three are how badly do they want my money? Mm. <laughs> what is the source? And where is the evidence? Yeah. We'll go into those things a bit further in the next episode. And depending on how I feel, maybe I will go into like the unification of the selves. I don't know. That's a but, good, I mean, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> or we could go into the logistics of the pitfalls that we're trying to avoid with this. We'll see where the conversation goes. Yeah. And we'll also see where you guys want to go. So please, if you're watching this on a place where you can comment, leave comments to help us guide this discussion and what you're interested in. And if you don't follow us, it's a great segue. And if you don't listen to this podcast on a place where you can comment, where they can, where can they comment, David? They can comment on any of the social media platforms at I'm Psychic, I guess. Mm-hmm. We upload this podcast weekly. And if you want to give us any commentary or thoughts about it, follow us on any, any platform under that at. And if you are following us and you want to hear the podcast, please go listen on any podcast listening platform. I mean, they're, they're already listening to the podcast on Not the podcast listening platform. If they're watching us through YouTube. Oh, yeah, that is a thing. YouTube has podcasts now. That they do. Crazy. So uh, it is a platform. <laughs> it is a podcast listening platform if- now. If you want to follow us in just our personal lives, there's not much going on over there right now because we're so focused on everything else. But you can follow us at the doodles at the D-O-O-T-L-E-Z. That's at the D-O-O-T-L-E-Z. And we will be back with you next week. Probably finishing this and talking about other stuff. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, see you guys later. Bye. Bye.